Okay, now we're going to verse 8. Going to verse, verse 8, right? Is that where we stopped at? 7? Okay, Mark 4, 7. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on, the, on ground, on good ground, and did yield fruit. Some sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30, and some 60, and some 100. Verse 9, and he said unto them, he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked him the parable. And he said to them, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to, unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. So, you know, one thing that we like to say as an excuse not to read our Bible is that it's very difficult to understand. Right. And then you have people that have been saying for so long that the Lord works in mysterious ways. All right. That's an excuse for you not to study your Bible, that he's very mysterious and very deep. And therefore, I will not be able to understand it. But he says this to the believer is given to you to know. In other words, the word no, uh, no means understand, to have understanding of, of the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Matter of fact, he says that uh, the disciples uh, are, are stewards of the mysteries of the kingdom of God. So if somebody needs to understand the Bible, they need to be able to walk up to us and we should be able to, at uh, some level or some degree, unlock whatever they're not understanding. Amen. If you're reading or you, you're studying, amen? So he says, uh, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables, that seeing they may see and not perceive. And hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. So he says that, that people, if you don't have the relationship with God, you're not one of the kids, then that's only so far your understanding is going to be able to go. Why is that? Because the, the, the scriptures are spiritually discerned. It's the Holy Spirit that's bringing the scriptures to life. You got men who know the Bible from cover to cover, but still don't really understand the spirit of what it's trying to say. Right. So then they'll come at you and say, well, the Bible says this, this, this and this. But you don't understand what he's trying to say because the Holy Spirit is the one who, who helps you understand the Bible. Right. So he says, uh, verse 12 again, that seeing they may see and not perceive and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time you should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. Verse 13. And he said unto them, know ye not this parable? How then will you know? all parables verse 14 then he goes on he's going to start to explain it he says the, the sower sows the word so he says the seed that I was talking about in the very beginning is the word of God uh, verse 15 and these are they that are by the wayside where the word is sown but when they have heard Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Now, did you know, did you know that Satan has access to your heart? Some of y'all didn't know that. Did you know that Satan has access to your heart? Did you know that God wants to have access and can have access to your heart? Right? So how do they gain access to the heart? Which First, let's look at what the definition of heart is. Your heart is your mind, your will, your emotions, or your soul. Uh, it also, part of that definition is the seat of your desires. 
which is a very important one. Remember that, seat of your desires. If you don't remember none of the rest of that definition, remember that your heart is the seat or the throne of your desires. And both the Lord and the devil want to sit in that seat. Because whoever sits on the seat of your desires, they, that, that's the one who has the most influence on you. There are doorways to your heart. That's how Satan gets access. That's how the Lord gets access. What are the doorways? To, how, what are those doorways? The doorways to your heart are your senses or the sense realm. That's why it's very important that you watch what you look at. You watch what you listen to. You watch where you, you go and who you hang around, the environments that you put yourself in. Because the doorways are to your heart or, or through, your, through the sense realm. Doorways to your heart through the sense realm. If you start watching stuff on television or movies or in the places, environments or whatever, then whatever the spirit of that environment is, is accessing and planting seed into your heart. And so what happens is, is that when, if it's the Lord coming in, then he's planting seed and at the same time he's rooting out the seeds that the enemy has put in on the other side. And so when, they, when you allow the enemy to come in, he's planting seed and rooting out the seeds that the Lord has put in on the other side. Both of them are accessing. You ever seen the picture where they got the, the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other shoulder? Anybody ever seen that, that what picture like that or a video? They got the little red devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other shoulder. That's what that's about. Both of them are doing what? They speaking into the ear of the person. Telling the person what to do. Yeah. And so it's not as simple as, and so listen, okay. So whenever, what, what, do, what do we speak anyway? What is it that we speak? Words. We speak words. What are words? Words are simply encased thoughts. That's how I communicate what's in my brain when I, I speak words to you. That's how, I, that's how you know what's on my mind. Pastor Eli could be sitting right there and I say, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I like the way he put that jacket and that shirt together. He's not going to know that unless I say, man, I like the way you put that jacket and that shirt together. I told him what I was thinking. And I communicated to him what I was thinking. When, when I just said a second ago, is there any, is, uh, does it feel a little warm in here? I'm thinking it's warm. I asked the question. Right? I sent words for to ask the question. Words also give instruction. The, small, the smallest two-letter word can give you instruction. Go! Right? So words do all kinds of things. Words can send you to the penitentiary. It can send you to the penitentiary. If you go in front of the judge, and the judge is going to ask some questions, and he's going to write down on the paper, what he's going to put on the paper? He's going to put words on there. Five years, 15 years, 25 years. And the words that they got on the paper, the people take the words on the paper and they go and type it into the computer and you stand in front of them and if that whatever processing they got to do, them words on the paper by the judge with the authority to speak forth the words or write down the words just sent you to the penitentiary. The words by the authority can join a couple together in holy matrimony. What does the judge say? By the authority vested in me, I now pronounce you both man and wife. With words. They give you a piece of paper called a marriage license. What's on that paper? Words. Words carry out all authority. Authority is carried out through words. The police officer stands in front of your car and he says, he does like this. 
Well, we understand that's sign language. It's still unspoken words. What does that mean? Everybody in the room, this is smart class today. What's this mean? Come on. Yeah, that too, right? Whatever. I'm talking about, I'm still being the police right now. And not only go, but go that way. Ain't that right? Right, go, go, go this way. Are we telling you? You don't want him to do you like this. <laughs> what does that mean? Right? So, so now, now, now let me ask you this. What if some guy, what if some guy with a, uh, with a Texas Skeeters jersey, Sugarland Skeeters jersey, comes over and steps in front of your car, and I'm talking about his jersey too tight, and he got on a Baltimore Orioles hat, and it means he's not matching, because Skeeters is blue and white, and the Orioles is black and red and some other color. And he's standing in front of your car, and get in front of the street and start telling people what to do. <laughs> he's subject to get ran over. <laughs> Nobody gonna really pay attention to him because he has no authority. He has no authority. Right? So words spoken with authority have the ability to make things happen. So when we were just over here in Mark chapter 11, verse uh, 22 through 24, talking about making things move, talking about uprooting mountains, which he was primarily talking about figurative, right? But if, but if, if, if Jesus has given us the authority to speak his words, then it would make sense if he has authority over things and over circumstances, yeah. that the things would obey the words of Jesus, even if it's coming out of our mouth. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. So is the police officer, did he make the laws? No. no. The judicial system made the laws. He's just speaking forth the laws out of his authority to represent the people who made the laws. So why is the police officer any different from us when we speak forth the word of God, which is his law, yeah. as long as it's what it, said, what it said, there is no difference whether it's coming out of my mouth or your mouth or anybody else's mouth because it came from the supreme authority. Amen? Amen. 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 We're, talking about, we're talking about words, talking about the heart. Let's, keep, let's go a little bit further, just a little bit. Verse 15, and these are they sown by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan comes immediately, right? It says there's no delay, there's, there's no, there's no uh, he don't waste any time. He comes as soon as possible to come and pick it up. You ever seen the videos on the news where the people are stealing the packages? Right, the FedEx man come, the Amazon people come, or they leave the package on the porch, and the people come tipping over there, and, and by the time you get home, you see it. That's one thing about them. What's, what's that little thing you put on the door? Ring, ring. Ring will tell you who stole it. It just won't stop them. <laughs> right? So you'll know they stole it, and you'll know who stole it, but ring ain't going to reach out and grab them. Right? So, so it says it comes immediately to take away the package, just like if the FedEx... Man, Jesus drop off or somebody like I'm delivering the word. I'm making deliveries in here right now. I'm delivering the word of God. 
So Satan is understanding I'm delivering the word of God. He wants to come before it can get inside you and bring forth fruit. He wants to come and take it. Uh, verse 15. And these are they sown by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard Satan cometh immediately and take away, taketh away. Uh, some versions say take it by force. The word that is sown in their hearts. Now what do we say that the heart was? Your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotion. Don't, don't forget that. The seed of your desires. Why would Satan want to come and take away the words that are sown into your heart? Because what do we say? Whoever sits on the throne of your heart, they control you. Or they have the most influence on you. Right? So Satan does not want God to have influence on you. So he comes up and scoops it up before he can make a home in your heart. He comes by and says, I'm coming to get this. I don't need this word to make, to take root in the heart. I need to come get it. Because he wants to see it. Yeah. Because he's a hater and he hates you and he hates everything that has to do with God. And he wants to run and control your life. And so understand, so you got people accessing, like I said, accessing your heart. Right? The Bible's primary way that he's talking about here of getting access to the heart is through your hearing. Is what we're talking about right now. But we're going to read some stuff in a second. That'll show, that'll prove that it's through the senses, period. Verse 16. Let's go over to, uh, remind me when we stopped at 16. Let's take a detour over to Proverbs chapter 4. What did, what did I say the doorways to your heart are? No, I said that's, that's what your heart is. Your senses. Your senses. Don't blurt out in class if you don't 100% know the answer. Now, good shot, Ryan. At least you're listening. You got that part. Appreciate it. Okay, so the, the access to your mind, your will, and your emotions is through your senses. Right? So he just made that up. No, I didn't. Listen. I don't just be making up stuff. Proverbs chapter 4, starting at verse 20. Everybody there? Proverbs 4.20. So he says, Proverbs 4.20, My son, attend unto my words, incline your ear. So... He's talking about an entrance point. Yeah. That's a sense realm entrance point, right? See, I learned something today. Sense realm entrance point. Say that, say that with me. Uh, sense, realm sense realm entrance point. Right? Put, put that down as a point. If you didn't write it down before, there are doorways to my heart. Number one point. Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. Number one point, there are, door, there are doorways to my heart. Right? And number two, the senses are the, are the doorways to my heart. Right? So he says, my son, attending to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Watch all these body parts he be talking about here. And this next passage that we read right here. He says, and let them not depart from my, from thine eyes. Why are you talking about all these body parts? Because these, your, the senses are the doorways into your heart. What did he say? Well, we even got to that. I don't want to spoil that part. Let's keep going. It says, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine... Somebody help me. What did he say? Heart. So he's connecting ears and eyes to the... Right? Because the sense realm are the doorways to your heart. Verse 22. For they are life unto those that find them and health unto all their flesh. Whoa! 
He's talking about the words being life and health. Does Satan want you to have a good life? No. no. Does he want your health to be good? No. So it makes sense that he wants to take away the word because the word brings life and health. Yeah. So it makes sense that he wants to take it away. Then he goes on verse 23. He's talking about the heart again. Keep thy heart with all diligence. He didn't just say, when he says keep, that means protect, guard over. Guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues or the boundaries of life. Issues and boundaries. That means that the joystick of your life. Remember what I said, whoever sits on the throne of your heart, they're the ones that's in control. Right? So he says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the boundaries. That means boundaries. So if, so if I got something and I'm controlling it and I only want it to go so far and I'm, I'm moving the joystick in that direction, right? I'm, I can stop it or I can start it because I'm the one in control. This is the old Atari. Y'all don't remember that? <laughs> Pac-Man. I tell it to go left, right, eat. Th 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 I'm, I'm in control. I'm in control. The game ain't in control. I'm in control. And that's what the devil wants to be pimping you like a joystick. Trying to get a high score on you. <laughs> free man. <laughs> get a free man on you. Whoever controls the heart controls the person. Yep. Let's keep going. 24. He says, put away from you a forward mouth and perverse lips. He's still talking about physical attributes. Because it's, it's gateways. The senses. What's, what comes out of your mouth. Remember, what, remember the people, they were arguing with Jesus and they said to him, they said, uh, they said uh, he said, why don't your disciples wash their hands before they eat? And he said, man, y'all worry about the wrong thing. He says, uh, a man is not defiled by what goes into his mouth, but the man is defiled by what comes out of his mouth. Right? And the scripture also says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Right? Well, how did the stuff get in the heart in the first place? Intrigates. Your sense realm intrigates. You heard it, you talked about it, and guess what? Now, because you're so full of it, Whatever you're full of is coming out of your mouth, and guess where else it's going? Back into your ear, back into your heart. Yep, yep. So in essence, you're going to either give life to yourself, or you're going to give death to yourself. Well, preacher, you can't say that. I don't have to say it. He said it in the book. He said life and death are in the power of the tongue gate. You're going to either give life to yourself, or you're going to give death to yourself by the things that you're saying. Uh -huh. Why? Because listen, you are releasing, you're releasing or casting a vote for what you want through what you say. Yes. Right? So thank God that he don't judge us uh, based on what we think. Anybody else in here thankful that God don't judge us based on what we think? He basically judges us based on what we do. Because if he judges us based on what we think, woo, we got problems. So what's different from, I can be thinking something about you. I could be thinking that, you know, Danielle really gets on my nerves. But she didn't look like she responded, like, she made a move, like. But see, as long as I don't say it, right? 
as long as I don't say it, it don't, it's not established fact that that's what I'm thinking. But once I release it, I have casted a vote. I can see, I have the opportunity when it's in my mind, remember that's part of your, your heart, your mind, your will, and your emotions. I have the opportunity while it's in my heart to take it captive to cast it down. Now, Danielle, good people, that's my sister in the Lord. I have the opportunity to do that. I have the opportunity to do that. Or I can speak forth and let that thing go. Yeah. Right? So thank God he don't judge us based on what he thinks. So we're looking at gates. So far we've seen what? Eye gate. Ear gate, eye gate. Now he's talking about your mouth as a gate. What verse we stop it, babe? Uh, which one? Proverbs or? Pro uh, yeah, we're still in Proverbs. 25. Now, then he goes back, he says again, he says, let thine eyes look right on. Let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of your feet. What? He got your eyes involved, he got your ears involved, he got your mouth involved. Now your feet involved. Why is your feet involved in the situation? What are they going to do? Huh. He ain't talking about what you're going to kick or what you're going to step on. He's talking about where your feet going to carry you. Yeah. The places that you go. All involved in dealing with your senses. Ponder the path of your feet or where your feet or where you go. Let all thy ways be established. Turn not from the right hand nor to the left, but remove your foot from evil. Don't take yourself into places where there is evil, evil environments. He goes on, verse uh, chapter 5. My son attended to my wisdom and bowed thine ear. There he goes again. Does he just, you know, have a fascination talking about body parts? Are we looking at something deeper here? Hmm. Something deeper here. Because these are sense realm gates into your heart. And whoever sits on the throne of the heart, they're the ones that's controlling you. So he's telling you, watch what you hear, watch what you see, watch what you say, watch where you go. Watch what you hear, watch what you see, watch where you go, watch what you say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because all of these are gates into your heart. And whoever sits on the throne of the heart, yeah. they control the person. So you're wondering why. Why is it that I can't stop looking at Judy? Why is it that I can't stop looking at Rex? Because of what you've been putting in your heart. If you've put enough Jesus in there, then you can't stop looking at Jesus. Yes. I can't even see Judy. I can't even see Rex because I'm too busy looking at Jesus. Come on, come on. That's good. That's good. No matter what I don't want to think or what I don't want to see, if I, if I put enough focus on Jesus, and that's what he's telling us. Attending to my words, incline my ears to my sayings. Your ear, watch what you hear, watch what you see, watch what you say, watch where you go, and Judy ain't going to be no problem for you. It don't matter how sharp Rex's suit is when he come in, not going to be no problem for you. Not going to be no problem for you. Because Jesus' suit is way tighter than Rex's. And Judy can't compare to Jesus. Let's keep reading. Talking about Judy. Amen. Talking about Judy. I wish I was this good a preacher. I'm just, I'm just not. 
to set that up and then go in this next scripture like that. I wish some preachers cold like that. I'm, it just happens. Watch this next verse. What is that? What verse we in? He says, turn not to the right. Man, you saw it, didn't you? Turn not. Thank you, man. Turn not from the right hand or the left. Let thy feet uh, remove thy feet from evil. Verse, and we're going to verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 1. He says, my son, attend unto thy unto my wisdom, bow thine ear unto to, to my understanding, chapter 5, verse 2, Proverbs 5, verse 2, that thou mayest regard discretion, and that thy lips may keep knowledge, for the lips of duty, for the lips of the strange woman drop as a honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than all. That means, now, now not only should you watch what you say, but you got to watch what other people say to you. And what the things that other people say to you, where does it go? Right? So, so listen, you, you married, and you got somebody else coming and putting that flattery? So much to the point that you're floating around the job. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere you go, you're floating. Take something not too much. You got to glow. Because your head, your head so full, so full of air. Because you didn't listen to all that crap that they was talking about and know you weren't supposed to be listening. And then when, yeah, when something bad happened, pop and bring you in for a landing. So he says, listen. He says, for the lips... Again, listen, listening to this, whatever this is that's tempting you. It could be a woman, it could be whatever, it could be a situation, it could be whatever. For the lips of the strange woman drop as a honeycomb, and her mouth are smoother than all, but her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps take hold of hell, lest thou shouldest ponder the path of life. Her ways are movable, that thou canst know, canst not, cannot, not know them. Verse 7. Hear me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart from the words of my mouth. Depart not from the words of my mouth. Remove thy way far from her. Right? So he's talking about, again, listen to what she say. Now he's saying remove thy ways. He's talking about get away from whatever is tempting you. Yep. Remove thy way far from her and come not near the door of her house. Lest thou give thine, watch this, lest thou give thy honor to others and thy years unto the cruel. He said it's going to cost you your honor and it's going to cost you your time. When you put yourself in wrong environments, listening to the wrong things or listening to the wrong people. It's going to cost you your honor, your reputation. It's going to cost you your time. When you put yourself in situations where you're hearing the wrong thing. Now watch this. He says, let strangers be filled with your wealth. And it's going to cost you your money. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you reputation. And it's going to cost you money. Verse 11. And thou mourn at the last when thy flesh and thy body are consumed. Man, we just we got to stop reading. This is getting too bad. So far, so far on the list, we got honor. Reputation. We got time, years. We got money gone. And now your body is messed up. 
all because of the environment that you put yourself in. Why? Because remember what I said. The senses are the doorways to the heart. And when you allow all this stuff to get in your heart, that stuff comes inside of there by the devil who comes to steal. Yes. Look like he comes now. Specifically what he's taking right here in this list. Write this down. He's come to steal your honor or your reputation. He come to steal your years or your time. He come to steal your money. He's come to steal your, your body, make your body sick. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy all these things because of the way you're putting yourself. How is he doing it? Because you have allowed him access to sit on the throne of your heart and he has drove your vehicle into the ditch. Anybody in here ever made a decision to let somebody use their vehicle? I want to, I want to see your hand because we need to, I know there's some people in here. You let somebody use your vehicle and you get that phone call. Let me see show of hands. You, boom, you got that phone call. I didn't give you the keys. I've given you authority to drive my vehicle. And here you come with a phone call to my, I don't know what happened. They just pulled out in front of me. There's 18 wheelers on the freeway. All of a sudden, my, my Burgundy SUV was flipped over on the side. Ain't that right, JV? I'm messing with you. Angela, ain't that right, though? <laughs> I done let you use the keys, and here you tell my babe I don't know what happened. So what you in the ambulance? What happened to my car? You gonna be all right? You just tore up the car. But listen, listen, when you give the people access, when you give the devil access to the doorways, he comes in, starts driving your car, and the only thing he wants to do is see it over in the ditch, and then he's standing over at the ditch with the record pulling your car out all banged up. He's snickering and laughing. And you over there scratching your head on the phone with the insurance, he's me, like that dude Mudley from the the, you know, the, the racers, the wacky racers. Y'all know, know who Mudley is? <laughs> he laughing at you like that. <laughs> but you gave him the keys to the car. Now you're mad because the car in the ditch. But you the one gave him the keys because you wouldn't stop hearing what he was talking about. You wouldn't stop looking at what he was showing you. You wouldn't stop going where you wasn't supposed to go. And you wouldn't stop saying what you wasn't supposed to say. And so now we're wondering why it is that we are over in the ditch. Let's, let's leave out of that. Go back over to Mark chapter 4 and wrap it up right here. What verse do I say? 16? Yes, sir. 16. Mark 4, 16. And these are they likewise which are sown in stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, but they have no root in themselves. We're going to stop right there. We're not going to read that one. Go back up to Mark chapter 14. Mark 4, 14. Mark 4, 14. 
We're going to end it on this one right here. The sower soweth the word. The sower sows the word. Verse 15, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Why, again, does Satan need to take away the word, take away the seed? Well, let's look at the characteristics of the seed of the word of God. Number one, it is incorruptible. Write that down. Write that down. Why you got me writing all this stuff down? You don't do it at home. No way. Conf complaining about the confessions being too long. You don't pray. No way at home. You don't, you don't do it at home. If you want to come in here, you don't get no Bible credit. No Bible reading credit time. At least you can check it out right here. We we'll come in and help you out. It's like you come in class. You're supposed to do your homework. And the teacher just start going over all the stuff. You say, oh, I got my assignment done. Yeah, because the teacher told you everything. All right, so... Number one, the seed is incorruptible. Number two, the seed is effective. Yep. The seed is effective. Number three, the seed is invariable. That means that there is no situation that you can put it in, right, that's going to cause harm to the seed, that's going to change what the seed is. Right? The seed is going to be what the seed is. The seed is incorruptible. The seed is effective. And the seed is invariable. Right? So the bird, when the bird came and ate the seed, he still ate good seed. It didn't change what the seed was. The seed was still the seed. So the seed is incorruptible. The seed is effective. The seed is invariable. So in Satan's eyes, the seed must be attacked and the seed must be destroyed. The seed is incorruptible. The seed is effective. The seed is invariable. So in Satan's eyes, there's only one solution. The seed must be attacked and the seed must be destroyed. The seed must be attacked and the seed must be destroyed. Now we talked about what the seed was. What is the seed that he's talking about in this parable? The word, right? The seed is the word. Then we went over to Proverbs chapter 4 and he talked about the word. He talked about guarding the word or guarding the seed. He talked about guarding the word or guarding the seed. Keep the seed in front of you. Watch what, you, watch what you're listening to. Watch what you're hearing. Making sure that you hear the word first because the word produces what? Life and it produces health and it keeps you in the boundaries. So the devil don't want you to have life the devil don't want you to have health. He do not want you to, he doesn't, don't want you to have good boundaries. So what he must do, because the seed is incorruptible, because the seed is effective, because the seed is invariable, he must attack the seed and he must try to destroy the seed. Because the seed is the seed. The seed is the seed. The seed is incorruptible. Listen, there is not a problem in this parable. It's not a problem with the seed. There's only a problem with the ground. There's not a problem with the seed. There's only a problem with the ground. The seed is incorruptible. The seed is effective. Yes. 
The seed is invariable. There's no problem with the seed, no problem with the word. He said in, in his word, there's no, variable, no variableness, nor either is there any shadow of turning. There's no problem with the seed. The only problem is the, is the soil. And you are the soil. He said, you mistreated. He says, you don't take it in. You don't begin to work on the seed. You don't water the seed. You don't keep looking at the word. You don't care for the seed. You don't make yourself good ground. You don't make yourself good ground. You Listen, what did we say the other day? He said that first Satan comes to just snatch up the word, right? Take it from you before he can even get in there and do anything. And then the next one is, is that uh, you don't... Uh, not the cares of the world don't come first, cares of the world come second. But the next one is that it don't take root. And the third one is that the cares of this world come and take it. So it's one third, the devil by himself, the other two thirds, you play a part in both of them. Yeah. The one, the devil just come get it before you can do anything from it. Yeah. The other two, it's, it's, it's on you, you play a part in it. You don't get it to the point where it take root. And he says the other one, the lust of other things and deceitfulness of riches, they come in and they choke. Ooh. Choke the word. Put a chokehold on the word. But you did it. You, let's read it. Mark chapter 4. You did it. Say, I did it. I did it. If you don't start taking responsibility for your screw ups, you ain't going to never grow in God. There you go. Stop acting like you didn't have nothing to do with it. I, listen, that's one of the things I understand. I'm not perfect. When I mess up, I go and I look. I ain't perfect. I messed it up. Did that wrong. I did that. I take responsibility for my actions. I don't defer it, put it on nobody else. You're never going to grow until you start realizing that you're the one. Yeah. Two thirds you. You the one. I don't listen. Stop blaming on everybody else. You don't got time to read. Stop blaming on everybody else. You don't got time to pray. You. Stop blaming on God that stuff ain't working out. You, the one. Yes, sir. If everything we get from God is by faith, if your faith is weak and faith comes by hearing, you the one not spending the time with God. Yeah. You're never going to grow. Things are never going to change until you stop blaming everything else yeah. and put the blame where it goes. The blame goes on you. Not for the purpose of condemnation, but for the purpose of conviction. And the good news about it is you can change that. You can change it. And it ain't that my car broke, I can't get to church. That's not what it is because this book here ought to be with you. In your pocket or in, at your house. You can hear the word anywhere. It's on you. It's not, it's not going to change unless you say, listen, I've been rejecting the word. My heart's not open to receive the word of God. Mark chapter 4, verse 16. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. It ain't that they didn't say amen, hallelujah. It ain't that they didn't clap and say preach on preacher. It ain't that they didn't say that. It ain't that they didn't go tell everybody the word was rich in the house today. It ain't that they didn't say all them religious things. It said that they didn't let it take root. So it don't matter how much you're screaming amen. Some of the loudest folks in the church are, are the least spiritual. I'm not saying because you're loud, you're not spiritual. That's not what I'm saying. 
I'm saying we got some fronts in the house. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, did you, you, you said amen so quick. Did you even hear what I said? <laughs> yeah, you didn't hear what I said before you said amen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he got that off a bumper sticker. Facebook post. Ain't no meditation. Last verse. Two. 18 and 19. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and deceitfulness of riches, and the lust from other things enter in and choke out the word. It says what? They enter in and choke out the word. And then what it say? Right? And then what it say, Alex? It said it enters in and chokes out the word. Well, where is it entering into? It's entering into the heart. Enter into the heart and choke out the word. Meaning they saying, I can't say that. Even if I don't say it the way they say it, I can't say that. They're telling it to move and get out the way. That's what they're doing. Move. Back, back, give me 50 feet. They're coming out throwing bowls. Right? So you got the word of God on the inside of your heart, and here comes the devil telling my move. You didn't put the word in there, but then you start letting these other influences come in, and it's coming in throwing bowls. But I was just doing so good until you heard that, saw that, said that, went there. You was doing real good till you heard that, you saw that, you said that, or you went there. And so now there's a conflict on the inside. There's conflict on the inside. Before, listen, the word of God was undisputed. Heavyweight champion of your heart. And now wearing the the belt, wearing the crown. And now we have a contender, we have a challenger here. What is that challenger? I just listen to it because I like the music. The person sing real good. I don't really be listening to what they be saying. <laughs> right? They, all of these different things. Put yourself in an environment. I don't want to be like them. I'm, I don't. I don't be. I don't be drinking when I go. I don't be smoking weed with them. I don't, I don't do none of that. But you just described the whole party. <laughs> <laughs> what you're listening to, you didn't you spit out the, the words to the song, the smoke ain't in, uh, 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 affecting you, and then you ain't drinking. But he just said, where you go? You, you're in the environment. And so you're just in the environment. So if you ain't involved in none of that, you don't care about none of that, why are you even there? I think you're lying to yourself. I think you're lying to yourself. And we like to lie to ourselves. Some of us take great delight in lying to ourselves. Self-deception. We're deceiving ourselves. I wanna I wanna ask you right now. Matter of fact, everybody stand up for me, please. I'm 
The word has the power to build and establish, work, put this words have the power to build and establish anything in your life. But there's one word, the word of God, that has, is supreme over everything else. Whatever Satan has put inside of your heart, the word of God has the power to come in there and rip it down, tear it out, root it out. Has the power to do that. So if you're here today and you say, man, I've been mixing up stuff in my life like the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What did he tell him? He said, this tree ain't good because it's, it's mixed up. So don't touch that. Jesus said, I'd rather you be hot or you be cold. He said, if you're in the middle, still no good. He said that his words are life and they health. I know the world is busy, man. But you have to start by putting yourself in a position where you just stop going in certain environments. Right? If you say, well, how can I stop him? Just stop, stop going in certain environments. And that most of the environments that we go in are technological environments. Do you know you can go almost anywhere on this phone? 